We're so glad that you joined us today for this podcast from Bishop Quentin Moore and the Father's House in Hutchinson, Kansas. God loves you and wants the best for you, and we want to hear what God is doing in your life. Share your story with us by sending an email to mystory@fathershouse.net. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at fathershouse.net slash give. Just select the option that works for you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Thanks for coming to listen to me. I'm amazed anytime anybody wants to hear anything I have to say. Uh, and if anybody comes back a second time, I'm just doubly amazed, you know. Uh, my grandmother told me one time, she said, Quentin, half the people smiling at you, they don't even like you. So I, I realized a long time ago that uh, you don't want to live to be pleasers of people. You want to live to please the Father, and, um, and I'm always humbled if there's anything I do that pleases anybody. I grew up in a culture where uh, we were a little dismissive of time. We, we really didn't have time for a lot of things. We were kind of putting time in and marking time. Uh, we, we didn't have time for a lot of things. We just had to go door to door and witness, and we had revival meetings, oh, I don't know, 30 days out of 31. I mean, we, we didn't have time for anything but singing and preaching and you know, we, did, we didn't have time for vacations. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't have time for games. We didn't play cards, not because you're just going to hell because of it. Because we just didn't have time. That was a waste of time. And uh, we didn't have time for college. When I uh, felt the call to, to preach, well, you didn't need college. You just needed a Bible and a red microphone. Uh, we, we, the, only, the only thing we had time for was the end. Everything was about the end. And the only reason you were here now is because of the end. And everything now had to do with the end of time. And I had this great granny. I had granny Har- Grandma Hargraves and little Granny Hargraves. Little Granny Hargraves. She wasn't five foot tall. She was this little spit of a woman, an American Indian. And she had had seven children, and now she lived alone. And she lived in that house on the corner where all the drapes are drawn, you know. We don't let anything in. We don't let anything out. And she lived in there. And... And little granny was very Pentecostal. I apologize, but she's very Pentecostal. And, and we had a Pentecostal liturgy. And that liturgy was you sang until three or four of the women jumped up with a hanky and started running through the room. See, I know some of you are going, what? And uh, we had altar benches when I was a kid. They had, we had altars, and they were about two foot off the ground. And you prayed through, and you wailed on that altar. And you came to Jesus, and you stayed with Jesus around that altar. And, it is not uncommon during the song service, kind of like you saw this morning, people come to the front. But, man, they, people get on the altar, and, and, and the lady that played the piano, she wouldn't stop singing until everybody was out of that altar. And if you didn't go out of the altar, we weren't stopping. I can remember times thinking, I'm going to go up and drag you out of that altar. <laughs> but my little granny would get up, and when she got happy, she'd have that, that hanky, and she had to be in her 90s, and she'd jump up on that altar bench, and she'd dance across and shake that hanky. When she got too old to get up on the bench by herself, she'd go, and somebody'd come pick her up, put her on, and she'd dance, come back, and he'd take her off. And systematically, my little granny would stand up, and she'd come down front, and she'd go, I'm not going to die. I'm going to hear the trumpet of God, and I'm going to fly away. Ah, Jesus is coming. The end is near. I'm not going to die. Rapture's happening. Jesus is coming. And I was about nine. And I began to go, how old is Granny? 
And I begin to go, I'm never going to drive a car. <laughs> I'm never going to date, etc., etc., etc. I was already a little disillusioned with church. That was even more disappointing, you know? And then one day, Grandma Jessie came in and said, Little Granny's gone to be with Jesus. It was very confusing. I kept waiting for the pastor that afternoon to talk about the second coming. He never did. I went to church the next Sunday, and the building was still there. And everybody else was there. I thought, they all need to get saved. It, it, eschatology, the way you view time, will affect the way you live. And if the only sacred time in your life is the end of time, you won't pay attention to this time. And I know a lot of people that were raised, maybe not with my story, but with something similar to it. And what it does is it takes away our appreciation for this moment for January the 20th, 2019. And I felt like, as we began the new year, that one of my assignments as your pastor was to point out that this time is important. <clears throat> that this moment in human history, that this life that you're living, that this spouse that you're married to, the children you have, the church you attend, the job, that, that this time, this Sunday, is a valuable moment and that you don't want to live it asleep. But you want to hear the great apostle say, wake up. You want to hear him say, wake up, because if you lose an understanding of the sacredness of time, you de desecrate it. Have you noticed how many people are in such a hurry? They haven't got time to even talk to one another. They've got to look at the phone while they're eating that $40 steak. They're in such a hurry, they haven't got time. You see, that's a desecration. When you haven't got time to pay attention to those around you, Eliot says that my end is my beginning and my beginning is my end. And if you hurry, you'll miss it. The other way that we desecrate time is we procrastinate it. We have no respect for it. We're never on time. And so we live in this time and space continuum, but we don't understand. I want you to know that if you read the book of Genesis 1 and 2, which is absolutely probably my favorite part of the Bible... Because if you don't get Genesis 1 and 2, you will never understand how to live. Have you ever had somebody say to you, hey, I'll make time. I'll make time. We'll do coffee. I'll make time. We'll, we'll have lunch. I'll have you ever had anybody say, I'll make time for you? Do, do you understand that when someone says, I'll make time for you, they're telling you that you're valuable? They're telling you that you matter? They're telling you that you're significant. Do you understand that when Jesus, God, the word said, let there be, he was making time for you. That he created time. The time is not your enemy. That time is not to just be marked or put up with or wasted or thrown away. The time isn't just to be spent so that someday I get to go to the end of time. No, he made time. Time is the medium wherein the eternal one reveals himself to you. That the eternal one, the alpha, the omega, the one who is beyond the end, he stepped out of the future of eternity into this moment and said, I'm going to make time for you. And he created days and weeks and months and years and seasons and winter and spring and summer and fall. He made time so that you could know. 
the first thing he created is time. We need to receive time as a gift. We need to be able to honor it and, 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 and realize how, how wonderful it is to have this moment. That, that the fullness of who God is is revealed that time is a sign, a symbol, that it represents something. Come on, you have birthdays and anniversaries. We have Christmas, and we mark a liturgical time around here because there's Christmas, and there's Easter, and there's ordinary time. And there, Are you? Many, many Christians don't understand that there is a season where we tell the story, and it's a time. And we mark it, and we remember it, and it has purpose and significance and meaning. And that time is the visible manifestation of the invisible that's eternal. And the end of time is not in the future. It's manifested in slivers and pieces called life. That we live in the land of the living. That David said, I would have lost hope unless I had seen his goodness in the land of the living. This is that land. You're alive. We're not just marking time, hiding in our little room on the corner with the blinds pulled, waiting to the end. We're living with the blinds open, and we're awake today to reveal who is in the end today. That the greatest evangelism that we as a church have is not what we preach, it's how we live. And that when we live in a way that says, thank you for today, am I making any sense? Here we are at the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019, and I thought it might be appropriate for me to talk to you about what are you doing with your time? Are you paying attention to those seconds and those weeks? I love Ben Franklin. I love reading behind Ben Franklin. He's that common sense kind of guy, and he said to love life is to love time. I love this time of my life. I have a lot of friends that are talking about, wow, where'd it go? I can tell you where it went. It went into 40 years of the love of my life. It went into 40 years of four children, nine grandchildren, and 33 years of you. I know where my time has gone. I know why I've done it, and I'm not wanting to go back. I'm wanting to celebrate. I love this time. I'm not living in the past like it was something. No, the future is now is the time. Listen, if you don't know that, I'm begging you as your pastor this morning to understand that this morning you got up and every human being that took a breath this morning has the same thing in common, time. I don't care whether you're a billionaire or beggar, young or old, black or white, Asian or Africa, this morning you have 168 hours this week. What are you going to do with this time? It's a wonderful time to be alive. We have it in common. There's 17 books of the Bible that are prophetic in nature, and they're all talking about time. 7.5 billion people on the earth this morning, and we all have today the currency called time. What do we do with this time? Did you look? Did, listen, 2018 is over. We might ask, did we use it very effectively? Did we just mark time? Did we, did, it's, it's past, it was a gift. 
This is a great moment to redefine your purpose, to check your vision, to, to, to look at your goals. Are they worthwhile? Sometimes if you don't reach your goals, you might want to realize they're really not very worthwhile. This is a time to bury last year. Can, can I tell you the best part about last year? Let me, let me tell you. The best part about last year, it was last year. Listen, for some of us, last year, Sean was sick last year. That baby was challenged last year. You were sick last year. You were depressed and broke last year. The best thing about last year, did you know that the mistakes you made last year are last year's mistakes? Did you know that if you make a mistake in eternity, you're in trouble? Did you know that time is a gift? Because if you make a mistake in time, you have time to fix it. You didn't get it. <laughs> My daddy was a carpenter, and he built some beautiful homes, and we built a doctor home for a doctor, and it had these great big doors that came from overseas, and so they were in the house with not their doors until those doors came and we went out one Saturday morning and I, my dad put up those doors on saw horses grabbed these saw and did some measuring cut off the door dropped the skill saw and said pick up the cord son what? he said well I ruined that door <laughs> started picking stuff up and the doctor came out and he said what's the matter man so he said well I ruined the door he said how'd you ruin the door he said I cut off the top not the bottom if anybody knows anything about doors, you cut off the top, you're in trouble. I mean, that doctor cussed. He cussed, he cussed, he cussed. And my dad stood there, and we picked up cords. My dad looked at him and said, well, doc, he said, I can fix my mistakes. you got to bury yours. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Touch your neighbor and say, I fixed my mistakes. <laughs> it's a whole new year. I fixed my mistakes. See, whatever's happened last year, you got time. If you're breathing, you're here, you got time. Time is such a gift. See, the adversity of last year has checked your character, revealed things to you. And the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. At least you can say, thank God. Last year, the old is gone, the new has come. Behold, I do a new thing. The sons of Issachar knew what time it was, and they knew what to do in that time. Daniel said that God establishes times and seasons, and the enemy wants to change your time. Listen, you need to know it's January the 20th of 2019. That is in the past. This is the present. Live in this moment and not in the past. Paul says, forget the past. And press on towards the prize. Good year. Happy New Year. Bury the last. Come alive in this moment. Yeah, but you don't know what happened to me. It was so unfair. I get tickled with people, but it was so unfair. I know, I know, I know. Birds eat worms. It's so unfair. Look, honey, get over it. Put it behind you. This is... Make a decision today as to how you're going to live today. Quit allowing the fact that the bird ate your worm last year to destroy this moment. Make another decision. Even if you made bad decisions, you can make another decision. You can have another day. How many of you put gas in your own car? I, I, okay, let me ask another question. Who is it that doesn't put gas in their own car? 
I want to know because I want to go wherever you've been going. I did that in the first service, and this one lady raised her hand. I said, honey, where are you going? And she goes, he does it. <laughs> I went, kiss him. I mean, right? I mean, how many of you put gas in your own car, and you put the card in, and you, you, know, you have to read the screen, and, that, and, and you put the card in, and, what's, and you take the handle out? What's the last thing you do before you? You lift, right? You lift that thing, and the thing in front of you goes, click, 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 click. And whoever the dude was that paid $52 for five gallons last time, that sale gets cleared when you lift, right? And you clear the former sale. Some of you need to lift the handle on your head and clear last year before you try to put any more gas in it. Because some of you are trying to put something in there, but you ain't clear. Never mind. You'll remember my stupid story, right? You won't remember the verse I read. You got to clear your mind, say it's last year. I was sick last year. That was last year's battle. I, I got to get out of this rut. I got to. Have you ever noticed weeds never need encouragement? It's a funny thing. Weeds, if I'm going to plant a rose or a flower, I got to do all this stuff. I got to fertilize it. I got... Weeds will grow in my sidewalk. Those negative regrets, bitter, oh my God, you can depress yourself. Listen, listen, it used to be, it was, it's over there. Time interrupts eternity and says, start again, start again. The new year is a good time to push the button, start again, to live in the rhythm of God's grace, to live in the rhythm of day one, day two, day three, day three, four, that there is a rhythm of life. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever seen people sing and they weren't in rhythm? They could ruin a per Tom, come on. They could ruin a perfectly good song because they couldn't hit the drum in the right beat. Ruin the whole thing. The singers are off. Listen, if you're not living in the rhythm of God's Am I making sense yet? You got to know what time it is. You got to live in the rhythm of that. You got you to see the measure of it. You got you to understand there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to weep, a time to shout, a time, but that everything is beautiful in its. Oh, if you are here, man, don't miss this moment. Look at her and tell her she is beautiful. Don't miss the. It says everything. Everything, your life is beautiful in its time, and that God has set eternity in your hearts, that the eternal one now lives on the inside of us, and the one that's from eternity living on the inside of us makes this moment beautiful in this time. So you don't have to wait to the end like my little granny. You can be living in this moment. You see, some of you have been brainwashed by just simply bad theology. Don't you think Jesus is coming? Yes, I think Jesus is coming. I think he's already here. You need to understand. Yes, yes, you need to live right. Yes, don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, don't have any fun. Don't do anything that's any fun. And then you can go to heaven and not have any fun there either. Uh, I know why people stay away from church. We're no fun. Say with me, this is a beautiful time. It really is. It's a wonderful time. It's in your heart, and you can grow into it, and you can understand it, but it has limitations, my friends. 
Since his days are determined, the number of his months is within you. You have appointed times and appointed limitations. Can I tell you that this wonderful, glorious, gracious life that we're living, it has a time limit. A man shall live 70, 80. If you get above that, you are really fortunate. Listen, breathe in. Come on, breathe in. Go ahead, go. Stop holding your breath. I know what I'm saying is really wonderful, but you don't have to hold your breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Did you know it's your breath that's not your own? But the breathe, the breath, the air that you just sucked into your lungs, your breath is not your own. It's on loan. And you need to breathe in the breath of God, and you need to understand it has a time limit to it. You can only hold your breath for so long, and then you've got to breathe out and breathe in again. I got saved once, once church twice. Good for you. There are time limits to this thing called life and this thing called time, and you need to put it to good use. Psalm 39 says, Lord, make me appreciate the end and appreciate the measure of my days. There's too many people that aren't appreciating this opportunity to reveal who God is. They're not appreciating the fact that they are breathing in a measured reality. I love what the psalmist says when he said, teach us to live well. Teach us to live well. Not just to live, but to live well. Teach us to be wise. Teach us to appreciate today and tomorrow. Teach us to appreciate this afternoon when the Chiefs beat the Patriots. Teach us. Oh, sorry. I got to do things every once in a while to see if you're listening. Because you're not like Grandma's church. It's hard to get an amen out of you. So I have to get a Chiefs thing and get. Kind of work. See, the way we live matters because the way we live reveals to others who we live for. That the way we live reveals the sacredness, the value that we have in this God that made time for us. So the question is, on the 20th day of 2019, is how are you going to spend 2019? What are you going to invest your time in? How are you going to spend this thing? You need to look at time as currency because any smart person would tell you time is money. And the way you invest your time will determine who you are, what you become, and what happens in your life. You see, time is made for you, but you get to choose what you do with that time. You can waste it. You can abuse it. You, 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 but you can invest it. And you, 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 you can convert it. You can do something with today. And what you do with today will determine who you become. It will determine the life. If you eat all the time, if you shop all the time, I'm always asking Annie, really? Another pair of shoes? <laughs> Another pair of shoes? Now, while I'm giving her a bad time, Are you here? Well, I'm giving her a bad time. Let me just tell you, she had a birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I said, baby, what do you want? She says, I just want to go out to eat with you. Really? I still got it. She said, I just want to go out to eat with you. So we went to this, this really nice restaurant, and I mean, I had to pay $20 to park. You ever been to one of them restaurants? You have to pay 20 bucks. I'm so mad by the time I get in to eat. I'm, I'm still thinking, I paid that guy 20 bucks. The other thing I'm thinking is, I wonder what this meal's going to cost. 20 bucks. That afternoon, Annie had gone shopping. She had gone shopping. 
And she'd gone down to the United Methodist Reuse It store in Shell Knob, Missouri. And she came back and she modeled this outfit. I paid six bucks. I said, yeah, but you got new shoes. She said, I paid a dollar. And she said, I got these pearls for two. She's wearing 10 bucks. I paid the parking dude 20. Three people said, ma'am, you look really nice. I said, could I have my 20 bucks? So while I'm giving her a bad time, I said, do you really need another pair of shoes? She goes, think of the possibilities. <laughs> do you know how many times people buy stuff? Because think of the possibilities. They ain't going to wear that pair of shoes with nothing. They got nothing to wear that pair of shoes with. They just been spending their money investing about the possibilities. Listen, do you really need to spend your time doing that? Is that just so that maybe someday you could ought to? That's a waste of time. Did you get the point? What are you going to spend your time on in 2019? What? Someday, maybe? Because every purpose, there's a time, according to Solomon. Every time there is a purpose or procedure, every moment of our lives, we should be, listen, what you invest in when you're 30, you will enjoy when you're 50. Listen to me, you 30-year-olds. If you spend everything you make today, your 50s will not be as fun. Listen to me, you 40-year-olds. Whatever you spend your time in, you'll regret it when you're 60. How do you know? I'm 60. No surprise. Whatever, what are you investing your life in? Now's a great moment. It's the new year. Now's a great moment to take an idea and recognize that sometimes time can be stolen from you. You can abuse it. I used to have people, when I had an ego, and I was Pentecostal and charismatic, and people were always coming up saying, could I have some of your time? I'm Mr. Answer Guy. I, can, I got what you need. And they'd come into my office and they'd sit down. I'd made time. And, and they'd look at me and they'd say, you have anything to say to me? No? I thought you wanted to talk to me. And this was, this was a catch-all phrase 35 years ago when we were charismatic. Do you have a word from God for me? Put the quarter in, pull the slop, jink. Word. That's how crazy the prophetic movement was back in the 80s. Today, you got a word for me? Yeah. Go home. Go home. You're wasting my time. You see, I'm old enough now to where I have to manage my time better than I used to have managed my time because I got less time. So I got to make sure that whatever I'm spending my time on, I'm using it appropriately. But I ain't got time to be playing games with. If you don't know what question you have, don't. Do you know people can Can we get together and just shoot? The, no. I ain't got time to listen to your opinion about the Democrats or the Republicans or anybody else. I don't care. I know some of you want I don't have time. I want to spend my time on stuff that's sacred, eternal, life-changing, life-altering. I don't have time. It can be abused and squandered. You need to take control. Touch your neighbors. Take control. Listen. 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 Google is not a good use of your time. Facebook is a less. I'm going to lose it. 
We messaged you on Facebook and you didn't answer. Really? If you want to talk to me, you better use a phone. Because that's not a good use of your time. Well, I read too, Pastor. What do you read? Nora Roberts. What? Sam kisses Sue and they go to the zoo. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good way to spend... You know, you, you know, all that time you spend watching TV, you could spend focusing on God. Hmm. You never buy more time. You can't really slow time down, but you can't awake. Wake up. Stop living asleep. Wake up. Arise, shine, for your light has come. This is the moment. See that you walk wisely. Redeem, say redeem, the time. Hmm. Redeem. It's two words. Deem and read. I went to school learned that. Took language courses. Deem. Deem means to own. Say own. If you deem it, you own it. You deem it yours. You own it. To re means to re-own it. How many think you lost time last year? Did you know you can reclaim time? All you got to do is double down. All you got to do is pay attention. All you got to do is refocus. He said, redeem the time. Some of you, listen, Galatians, he says, in the fullness of time, in the plermos, in the coming together of all time, God sent his son Christ to redeem you. Do you understand that we've been redeemed? He's reclaimed us, redoned us. The least we could do is repent and redeem the time that we have. Reclaim it. We've been robbed and stolen and abused of our time long enough. 2019 ought to be the year we go, hey, I'm going to reclaim the time. I'm going to double down. I'm going to focus more narrow. I'm going to get my priorities straight. And I'm going to make an opportun- most of the opportunity if you're breathing in and breathing out, you got an opportunity. If you're still here, there's something for you to do. Don't miss this moment. Redeem it. Buy it back. Reown it. Refocus. Well, I didn't come here to be told what to do with my time. Okay. But time is a gift. And I'm here as your pastor looking at you and saying, wow. The next few months, we could change the world by just focusing on what we spend and invest our time in. Do you know if you invest your time in each other? Do you know if you invest in your marriage? Did you know if you invest in your children? Did you? Whatever you invest in means it's what you value. Where your treasure is, there your. You can make time. That God created this time and then ask you to redeem it. I love what. The writer of Acts, Dr. Luke says, he says, repent and be converted that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. 2019 is going to be a time of refreshing for those people that will redeem the time. For those people who will take responsibility for their own time. For people that will focus on their time. There are great times of refreshing, restarts, new air, new breath. You'll be able to, to, to be revived again, to be fresh, to be invigorated. But you've got to redeem the time. You've got to manage your time. You've got to stop and think about the time. And if you do, there'll be times of refreshing in your future. Am I making sense? This moment, right now, focus. Just focus. Just be intent. Do you know that whatever you put your focus to, you'll become stronger? When you focus, it releases power. That when you focus on something, listen to me. 
Okay. You, you ready? You got it? Am I in focus? This spot, is it in focus? I don't want to turn around. I'm looking at you. Is it in focus? Okay, it's in focus. I'm in my spot. Say, I'm in my spot. I'm in my space. He created time, and he put me in this place called Eden. And if I stay in Eden, if I stay in this spot, if I stay in my assignment, if I, if I understand who I am and where I am and what I'm called to do and who... Listen, if you're on your fourth one, give up. Hear me. Stay in spot. But if I move out of my... Am I making sense yet? If I stay in my... But if I move out of my, you see what happens? You get blurred. You need to focus on what'd you do. I'm not looking. Focus. Touch your neighbor and say, focus. How do you redeem time? Focus. How do you repent? Change your mind. Focus. Listen, I ride motorcycles. Did you, did you know every good motorcycle rider knows wherever you look, that's where you're going. If you look at that spot, you're going off the road. If you, squirrel, boom, bam, you're dead. Doesn't just work on motorcycles. I found out it happens in Jeeps too. Look over there. Oh, okay. Wherever you look, that's where you'll go. Focus. How do you redeem time? Pastor, I don't want to redeem. Focus. Did you know we get distracted more often than we are deceived? Everybody in the body of Christ is worried about being deceived. What's fake? Being deceived. Listen, you're all Christians. You're all good people, right? You all, none of you would go out of here and sin. I, you come to this church. If you come to this church, you're not sinners. You're, you're just... I didn't get one amen out of none of you. It's a joke. It's a joke. But we get distracted more often than we get deceived. Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. You've been distracted by many things. But Mary has chosen the best part. Focus. How do you redeem time? Focus. Make up your mind not to get so distracted. Don't get distracted by... But stay focused on this moment. Stay in the moment. Pay attention to what she's saying. I, 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 have you ever heard her say, have you heard a word I've said? Guys, if you ever hear, have you heard a word I said? Can I just tell you, you need to start apologizing. You don't even know where... You can go above and beyond in 2019. You can, you can live in the unimaginable. You will enjoy eternity. But let me tell you, I'm calling you into this place of focus, of intentionality, of redeeming, making the most, of reorganizing your life. Uh, uh, sometimes people, it's, 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 it's not that they have no focus, it's that they have the wrong focus focused on the wrong things. Do you, do you remember when all the disciples were going up to Jerusalem and Jesus said, my time has not yet come? Sometimes you just got to know what time it is. I, I wish my grandchildren knew what breakfast time was or lunch time. 
or supper time. They just think that any time is the time that they ought to be able to eat. They don't understand that when I was raised, if you didn't eat at breakfast time, you didn't eat to lunchtime. And if you didn't eat at lunchtime, you didn't eat to supper time. This idea that we ought to just hand food to you anytime you say you're hungry, I just don't understand. Listen, if you didn't come at dinner time, you missed the time. Do you know what time it is? It's not my time. See, I'm telling you, the way you raise your kids causes them to either respect or disrespect time. The same person will think they ought to be able to get up from their desk when they're working and go do anything they want to. They ought to be able to leave the machine at work and go do anything they want to because after all, it's all about them, not about... That's a disrespect of time. Oh, now I've gotten too personal. That's why you're not working. Back up. <laughs> Tomato. Splat! I saw it. It's not yet my time. And then they looked at him, and his face changed. His jaw set. And you could look at him, and they said he set his face towards Jerusalem. Listen to me. 2019, right now is the time to set your face on the purposes that God has for your life. To understand the vision and the reality of why God's given you another day and another year. What is it? And set your face, set your jaw, intentionally live today as the gift that it is. Don't just haphazardly walk through life. Be intentional. He set his face. He went to the cross. He died that death. He rose from the grave and he set us free because he understood what time it was. He stayed in his lane, stayed in his spot, and he focused. I'm challenging us this year to change your mind, to prioritize your life, to get up out of the pig pen and say, I'm going back to the Father's house, to get up out of your mess and get out of that rut. It's over. It's yesterday. Now is the moment. Don't be foolish, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Understand that the Holy Spirit is more than making you talk in tongues. It's more than just giving you a goosebump that the Holy Spirit will help you to redeem your time. The Holy Spirit will help you to know your purposes and your plans and your priorities. The Holy Spirit will let you know what time it is. The Holy Spirit will lead you and direct you. Yes, I'm just waiting. The check ain't coming. Are you listening to me? I used to have a friend that used to say stuff like this. They'd say, do you have any advice for us as to how we could be as successful as you are? He'd say, yes, turn your hat around, pull up your pants, and get a job. I think about that quite often. I can't get a job. I know. If you can't pull your pants up, they're not going to hand you a gun. You'll get it in a minute. I promise you, it's kind of slow. Everybody over 50 is going, I don't know. Everybody under 30 is going, he's making fun of me. Uh-huh. I own it. So here's 10 suggestions. You ready? 10 suggestions. I'll get out of your way. 10 suggestions. It's on the app. You, you can download the app. It's free. We don't even charge you. you. It's right there in your hand. You can get this. So if you can't write fast enough, Heather, every time I get done with something like this, Heather goes, Dad, I couldn't take notes. So for Heather, I had him put it up on, put it on the app. You can get it. Number one, 
Make a plan. Write it down. What do you want to do this week? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do next month? When are you going to go on vacation? If you're going to go on vacation, you might have to save $5 today so you can go on vacation. Well, make a plan. Write it down. Touch your name and say, I got a plan. Depending on who says that, makes me feel good or bad. I got a plan. When Hampton goes, Pops, I got a plan. I got a plan. Write it down. Number two, establish your priorities based on a plan. If you have a plan, yeah, I can go there today. I can't go there today. I have a plan. I can spend that money or I can't spend that money. If I have a plan, I know what. Without a plan, you have no priorities. But if you have a plan, you can have priorities, right? So make a plan. Where did you learn this, Pastor? 60. Make a plan. Establish priorities. Number three, pursue your priorities with a passion. Man, I'm going to tell you, I may not even be the brightest pencil in the drawer, but I have a passion for my plan. I have a passion for those priorities. You, you, you have to have passion. If you don't feel passionate about the plan, you got the wrong plan. If you don't have passion for your priorities, you don't have any priorities. But I have a passion. Listen, I was going to marry that girl. You didn't get it. You got to have a passion to accomplish your goals or they'll never happen. You have to have a passion to live today or you will waste time today. Have passion for your plan. Number four, protect your passion. Protect your passion. Listen, just because other people come in and say, I think this is a good idea. I think it's a good idea too, but it ain't mine. I think it's a great idea. I think you ought to go do that. I think you ought to go to Antarctica and walk all the way over it. I think you ought to do that, but I ain't doing that. You understand? There's all kinds of people coming in my life. Pastor, I think we yeah, I think that's a good idea. You go do that. I'm going to stay in my spot. <laughs> Protect your passion. Number five, identify what is valuable, what is a valuable use of your time. You do understand there are things that are not very valuable to use your time. If you haven't figured it out, these 10 plans are just the points out of what I've already pre preached. Establish, identify what is the most valuable use of your time. Number six, make decisions based on your destiny, not your feelings. Number seven, inventory your associations. You know, there are some people around you that are going to hurt you. There's some people around you going to rob you of your plan, your destiny, and your purpose. Review those investments and what you're investing in. Number nine, you ain't going to please everybody. I told you, my grandmother taught me half the people smiling at you don't like you. You ain't going to please everybody. Make up your mind to please the Father. Make up your mind to look at Him. And number ten, forget the past. Forget it. It's gone. It's last year. Did you get them? Those are my 10 suggestions for how you might redeem the time. Become an architect of your own life. Hmm. Have I done okay? Are we? Are we? Did I miss one? Go to the app. <laughs> you thought I missed eight. Help me back up. Number four, protect your passion. Number five, identify the value of your time. Make decisions based on your destiny. Inventory your association. Eight, renew your investments. Renew them. Sometimes you've got to renew your commitments. You've you, you got to go back and say, listen, let me, let me tell you one thing that will help you in a marriage. I still do. Baby, I still do. I, I spent all the $10 on that outfit. I, <laughs> 
you didn't get it. Honey, here's 10 bucks. I put the other in retirement. I mean, invest in it. You didn't, you didn't catch that. That's number eight. There's this author that I really, really love, and I'll close and get out of your way. I really love this, this lady. She, she wrote several great books, and she grew up in Pittsburgh, and she writes this great story. So if you've read it, you'll know that I stole it. Uh, but she would say as a kid in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the afternoons of the hot summers, there wasn't a lot to do, so she'd take pennies, and she'd go hide them in the crack of the sidewalks. And then she'd take chalk, and she'd draw an arrow. Surprise ahead. Money ahead. Go this way. And she'd go around the block drawing arrows, pointing to the pennies that she had hid in the crack of the sidewalk. And she said, I loved watching it because she said some people come up and they'd pick up the penny and go, <laughs> and she said some people would pick up the penny and go, it's Sunday, January the 20th, 2019. Some people this morning woke up and rolled over and went, <laughs> and went back to sleep. And then there were the people that got up and came to the Father's house. Amen. And they got up this morning and they said, it's Sunday. It's the Lord's day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and I will rejoice in it. Thank God yesterday's over. This is a new day. His grace is sufficient. I got my face set. I'm going to live with purpose and passion and principles Every day is a penny. Every day is special. Every conversation, every divine appointment, every person that crosses your path, you have an opportunity today. Make the most of it. Don't waste it. This, this is a good moment. Yeah, but you haven't been listening to the news. No, I have not. Because once you hear the good news, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Yet a time is coming and has now come <laughs> when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father is looking for. For God is the Spirit and His worshipers must worship Him spirit and in truth touch your neighbor and say this is your time thank you for listening to this week's message from the father's house we hope you stay connected by following us online at fathershouse.net you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram by using at tfh hutch <laughs>